0: you Welcome back to Round the Archives in Conversation. I'm here. Lisa is here. Hello. And we're joined by a new voice in the form of Tyler Adams, the brains behind GoonPod. <laughs> the
1: dull-witted, dull-witted loafer behind uh, GoonPod. Mm. Uh, now, mm.
0: we've been on GoonPod twice now, which <laughs> amazes me, considering the calibre of guests you sometimes get on there. Uh, <laughs> so we thought it was about time you did... You did one of these and yes, i think, indeed i think it'll be interesting because i would guess that you have a very different timeline with television to what lisa and i might have because uh you're from new zealand so yep. tell us about your early memories of new zealand telly
1: okay so i i was born in 74 it's it's really fragmented my my televisual memory is fragmented and, and there's just random programs. You know, if I try and think back to what was the earliest shows I can remember. Mm -hmm. And actually I don't think they were actual kids programs as such, because I remember chips (laughs) very vividly. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. I also remember because my dad, my dad was a huge comedy fan, British comedy in particular. Yeah. And, and he would, it actively encouraged me, even at a very early age, to to you know to be watching um, sitcoms, and that's how I got into things like you know, very early, like Are You Being Served, um, like you know It Ain't Half Hot Mum, and the like, uh, and also of course because we were in New Zealand, there was often a two or three year lag in terms of the shows that we saw. You know, they, we would get <clears throat> we would get the latest series of the Fall and Rise of Reginald Perrin, yeah. Uh, maybe three years after, you know, it aired in in the UK. But one of my earliest TV memories watching it with my dad was the the Top Secret Life of Edgar Briggs. Okay, All right, yep. you better explain you know, what do, that do, is.
2: Yeah, it's uh, it's yeah. David Jason, isn't it? I think he's a spy or something. We do have it. Yeah, it yeah, that's right. Yeah, cell. I
1: used to, I, I remember loving that. I couldn't tell you. I've not seen it since. You know, I was I don't know whatever age I would have been four or five. But I remember loving it because it was just slapstick. It was silly. It was a it was a, a spoof spy sitcom, and it had J- David Jason. I subsequently found out that it had your man from Brushstrokes, not Carl Hellman, but the um, the boss from Brushstrokes in it.
2: Oh, Gary uh, Wharton, yeah, from Vicar Dibley.
1: It, it wasn't Ian Dibley, yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so uh, top secret life of Ed- Edgar Briggs, but yeah, so as I say, a lot of my a lot of my earliest memories are of what you would call more adult fare. Really. Yeah. Um, but I would say I would say, and this is possibly totally inaccurate, but I would say fifty percent, if not more, maybe sixty percent of all the telly that that I grew up watching was either British or American. Mm. There wasn't a huge amount of there was a you know there was a fair amount of homegrown television, and also a lot of Australian as well, a lot of Australian tally. But yeah, the the I suppose the majority of what I watched was was British or American, and that's why you know I get a Proustian rush from things like ITV regional idents, <laughs> even to this day, particularly Thames. Although you know Thames is so omnipresent even now that you can't get away from that. What's it called? Um, salute to Thames or something? Is that what it's called? That I not Ding,
0: ding, 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 ding,
1: ding. Which yeah. you can put words to,
0: can't yes. you? Because it's here yeah. they are, now Morgan and Wise, <laughs> or oh,
2: whatever show you're watching.
0: But but your memories are from the sort of late seventies. I would I would guess um, based on your sort of date of birth. Yes. So how many channels did you actually have access to at that point in New Zealand? Two. So Two. so what was the setup <laughs> yeah. there?
1: So there was there was. <laughs> what was it called? Channel one. (laughs) Good. (laughs) (laughs) They, uh, they focus group that to hell. Yeah. Coming up with that. Um, channel one. And what was the other one called? Channel two possibly. (laughs) I can't remember. TV two. I think TV channel one and TV two. Yeah. And then in the late eighties, we got a third channel, but because I lived quite in a, quite a remote part of the country, we, we didn't actually get that for, Mm yeah in, until it was sort of early 90s or something and that was a trashy kind of populist channel you know anyway but channel 1 was essentially bbc1 or the the, yeah. the kiwi equivalent and channel 2 or tv2 was um more or less i suppose the equivalent of itv bbc2 stroke itv yeah it but- was um although one of the things i do clearly remember growing up is that There were no adverts whatsoever on a Sunday on either channel. But on any other day, there were adverts all the time. Some of my earliest TV memories are of adverts. I guess you guys would be the same, would you?
0: Mm. Oh, yeah. I mean, you're you're very fond of adverts to this day. I
2: love adverts. I can watch a reel of adverts and just carry on watching it. Just archive adverts. Just archive adverts, Yeah. 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 (laughs)
0: We've had the odd evening, haven't we, when yes. our friend Warren's been round yeah. and we've just stuck on YouTube for an hour or two mm-hmm. and just dialed up ancient adverts. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they are sort of in your consciousness, aren't they, for yeah. forevermore? They yeah. do stick there.
2: I mean, obviously there are ones like in, in this country, particularly things like the Smash adverts and the BT adverts in the early 80s or... or Whenever they were with, with uh, Maureen Bitburn or yeah. Busby, that you remember that you've watched so many times when you were a child.
0: I know when we did um, They Came From Somewhere Else on Round the Archives, Nick had an off air tape of, of the whole show. Mm-hmm. And we got terribly excited when there were some advert breaks actually included in mm. the. In the, in the show itself Because that show's never had a DVD release no. To actually get an off-air copy Was like the gold standard for us At the archives
1: Yeah, yeah There's Obviously, again It's it's the more humorous adverts That stick in the mind And the one I can think of Which may or may not have been An Australian advert originally But it's it's promoting a confectionery Called Pixie Caramel and Pixie Caramel was a very, very chewy caramel, chocolate coated caramel bar. And the the premise of the advert is this. I mean, it's thinking about it now. Good God! But it's this guy in front of a firing squad, <laughs> blind blindfolded. You know, and the um, the sergeant comes up and says, "Any last any last requests?" And he says, uh, "Yes, a Pixie Caramel, please." And so they give them. They fetch a, a this Pixie Caramel, and the condemned man proceeds to eat it but because it's so chewy it takes so long to eat the firing squad they, they fall asleep and he manages to uh leg it over the wall and escape you know th- <laughs> and that just this, sticks in my mind
0: this rings some bells to me that i'm sure there must be an advert for another confectionery somewhere that did exactly the same thing mm-hmm. it does sound yeah. like a very familiar no setup. Doubt. so mm-hmm. so maybe the, the, these things are nicked but from our point of view, Australia was the source for a lot of our archive collections. So when when things like Doctor Who and The Goodies weren't being repeated over here, you'd often find somebody with an Australian pen pal and get them to do you tapes. I guess, from your point of view, you saw The Goodies all the time too, is that right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. My earliest memory of The Goodies rightly or wrongly is the last series the itv series yeah Um, particularly and for some reason i must have seen it a number of times and this was this was well before we had a vcr but i've got a feeling they must have repeated it at at least once because it was very memorable and it's the barbara woodhouse episode ah yeah um that was that was from the last series wasn't it
0: Yes! It's one I'm not that familiar with. Because I, okay. I, I remember the original transmission of that series on on ITV. And I remember audio-taping a couple of episodes off-air. And the two that I did were Holiday and Bigfoot.
1: So those are oh, the, those are the yeah, two that Bi- I really know. Yeah, Bigfoot was also one that I remember very fondly. But yeah yeah I, I think you know we got that so i think that series went out in the uk in was it 81 82 82 ish yeah yeah and because as i say there's that time lag we probably got it around i don't know 84 85 but absolutely i remember saturday mornings they were repeating bbc goodies all the time yeah. BBC, I, 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 around 87 we got a, a video recorder and i and i had a tape from around that time of I managed to squeeze, I think somehow, maybe six and a half episodes of the goodies <laughs> onto one tape, um, and I remember it had, and it was just, it was just because it was from just different random series, so it was, it had the the John Lemez episode of the goodies, which is on the farm. I think, oh yes, yeah, yeah, uh, with the duck pies that yeah, walk. Yeah, yeah, because they 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 in the ti- had,
0: they're in the title sequence, and I never knew what episode that was. From until very recently,
1: yes, yeah, um, and it had the Dodo episode. It had the Earth Asia which yeah. is very good, yeah, um, and and others. But yeah, so they were repeating that well up into the into the late eighties, and the Muppet Show as well. Saturday mornings, you'd have the goodies, you'd have the Muppet Show repeated all the time. Uh, so it was great for me, you know, because I was able to record, as I say, got this video at the end of the eighties or towards the end of the eighties. I was able to record these shows and binge watch them over and over again. I mean, from
0: from my point of view, I think it's the early '90s. I got access to maybe half a dozen episode of the goodies because they they were doing the rounds on on UK Gold. Uh, but but yeah. Lisa, Lisa when, when did you get access to non-terrestrial channels? Because I remember you doing Dark Shadows for Paul. Yeah. What was, uh, what was I that from?
2: Guess it would that would be early '90s. So 93, ninety three, ninety four. Yeah, and what channel uh, was that? I can't remember now. Might be, might have been the Sci Fi channel or something like that. So, yeah, yeah,
0: because yeah. because that's the thing you said about having two two channels. I'm um, I'm ancient enough to remember when Channel Four came in in the UK, and that was that was that was terribly exciting to get a new a new channel. And ch- Channel Four, I guess, is one of those places that really got my interest in old telly with things like the avengers the prisoner the monsters and the adams family all being you know basically being fillers for the the schedule but from my point of view they were they were the highlights of channel four so where's your interest in old telly come from is it just growing up with these with these shows or was was there a
1: spark for you about wanting to see old telly i don't know i'd always grown up i grew up in a in a very rural town. Well, a very uh, wide open spaces everywhere. You know, it was outdoorsy kind of mentality that I I should have, you know, I should have grown up with that mentality. I didn't, I, I grew up with an indoorsy kind of <laughs> mentality. I was, um, I don't know where it came from. I grew up from, my earliest memories are from being obsessed by watching television being obsessed by comics and I used to have a subscription to weekly subscription to Wizard and Chips. Oh yes. I, I remember Wizard and Wizarding it, Chips, yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, and again that would be about six months late coming you know, reaching us. And it would never have the cover mounted gift either. <laughs> that was <laughs> But I but I no, I was obsessed by comics and TV and to a lesser degree music as well but and and drawing and reading as well i love reading so everything i loved doing was more or less kind of solitary or or indoors you know and there were a lot of repeats Mm. of i guess because there wasn't a lot of homegrown content on tv no so so you know there were a lot of repeated shows so i did watch a lot of old you know well relatively speaking old shows that were repeated like they you know things like steptoe and son was constantly repeated You being served was constantly repeated and uh, I just I don't know I just I just developed this real interest in television and the older I've got the more I've looked back but yeah I, I guess it's fair to say that British comedy on television was always my number one love mm. so I would I remember avidly sitting down to watch because they'd always always be heavily trailed. You know, there's a new British comedy starting on (laughs) Channel 1, you know, next Thursday. And I'd sit down and watch it, no matter what it was. I remember things like, you know, um, things that (laughs) died on their ass, like Dog Food Dan and the Carmarthen Cowboy. Um, uh, Valentine Park. No Frills. Do you remember No Frills with Kathy Staff?
2: I've heard oh. of it. I don't think I ever saw it.
0: I'm looking totally blank here, and yeah. okay, and Lisa's not um, much much wiser by the sound of it.
1: <laughs> well, these are all these are all either you know, generally BBC one or two series sitcoms from the eighties. We w- we would get them all, and I. But as I say, I would I would watch them just because they were British comedy, and uh, uh, you know, it's it's just it's carried on thus, and then and then that's why because of my love of British comedy on television i was i never listened to the radio and then just by chance one day in the late 80s i i happened to hear on the national radio program an episode of the goon show and that's how i discovered the goon show and that's that triggered my interest in the goons which just became an obsession and that's you know that's why what 30 years later 30 plus years later i'm doing a podcast about (laughs) the goons um but it, it all stems from that love of british comedy which was instilled in me by my dad i guess and by just watching whatever came on TV. because i would watch everything because there's only two channels you could mm. you could more or less watch everything kind <laughs> of but
0: there's a difference between watching everything and then actually starting to research and collect this stuff so yes so how
1: soon before you started to
0: build up a an actual physical collection of
1: recordings OK, well <clears throat> I know I've heard because I've heard some of your guests previously talk about this before we had a, vi- a video player a video recorder I would my favourite shows I would get um, the radio tape recorder and I would sit it in front of the <laughs> television speaker put a blank tape in and record a half hour sitcom whatever right. it may be um, I was obsessed by A being served for a period, and they repeated that regularly. So I'd repeat, uh, I'd record quite a number of episodes of A being served. Wedding bells, I know off by heart. the Episode <laughs> Wedding bells, where so Mrs. do you, yes. <laughs> Mister Slocum thinks that uh, young Mister Grace wants to marry her. <laughs> um, I know that off by heart from taping it. I remember taping as well in 1984 because I was, I was a, also one of my obsessions was Disney more or more more uh significantly or more specifically donald duck i was obsessed by donald duck Uh, and i used to collect donald duck comics as well and in 1984 it was his fifth the the character's 50th anniversary and there was a there was a american tv special when it was cheesy as hell because i have watched (laughs) it on youtube subsequently cheesy as hell but i loved it when i was 10 years old and it was it was presented by dick van dyke and i do love a bit of Dick Van Dyke. And I remember recording that off the TV, onto the tape, okay. And I then <laughs> I would then using another tape recorder, use clips of Donald Duck talking to pretend I was interviewing him. <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: wonderful
1: including bits where my sister had walked in the room and asked me something. You could hear her in the Um, background. But also what I was doing as well, I was, because the the Kiwi equivalent of, or the closest equivalent to the Radio Times was a a weekly magazine called The Listener. And that would would cover, you know, all the TV listings, radio listings, and it'd also be a lot of articles about TV Mm -hmm. and what was coming up and what, you know, what the latest shows were and all that and i would cut out photographs and clips and articles and even tv listings of my favorite shows and put them into scrapbooks and you know i was doing that from about the age of probably eight i have i have to say that
0: that's not an unfamiliar story from various people that we know so so you're not alone in that it has to be yeah (laughs) all right then what period is peak are you being served for you early middle or late
1: not late not late oh okay. let right not late although i am very fond of i think it's is it series 10 is the last series with um the episode with um the ba- the the robbers and, um, <laughs> swiss, swiss tony episode you know the yeah. one yeah.
2: you love that don't that you my that's my absolute favorite episode of are you being served <laughs> yeah yeah, because it's just so ridiculous.
3: Yeah, <laughs> I mean, th- there was um, a
0: sh- there was a show on recently yeah. that looked at uh, a sort of documentary about are you being served, mm-hmm. and they were very down on the later stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was hoping somebody would stick up for that episode, yeah. but no, nobody seemed to. No. You, you almost wanted to barge them out of the way and yeah. uh, and wave the flag for that one.
1: That, that's great. That and also the the same series I think is the the horse racing one where Mr Humphreys is in an, another department on the CCTV. Oh giving yes, them, yes, giving them yes. the results of the horse race or something,
0: yeah, you see the one I like from the late period is the um where they're doing the radio play on CB radio, mm-hmm. and Arthur English is doing all the sound effects with like uh, the, the kiss the kissing noises <laughs> mm-hmm. with the plunger and things like that. No. so so I have to say there is some good stuff in the in the late period. I'm guessing like me though. It's Arthur Bruff period yeah, that yeah. that really works for you.
1: <laughs> it is, and also by my, my favorite, and maybe not so much now watching them again, but when I was watching them as a teenager or, or you know even preteen, because I must have got into AE being served again around about the age of eight or something. My favorite character was always Mister Lucas. Okay, I I found him. I don't want to say I related to him because I was eight <laughs> years old for God's sake but you know um, but I found him the most amusing I liked his because he was cheeky yeah. wasn't he mm. and also and I've talked to friends about this you know subsequently but I didn't pick up on that at the time but it's very interesting very telling that you know it's, it's never explicitly made clear that Mr Humphreys is you know of the persuasion that he is mm-hmm. but but it's very clear that Mr Lucas is aware of this, and the the, him, the great mates. Him oh, and, absolutely! Yeah, mates.
0: I I don't think there's, there's any secrets between them. No, and no. they they both take each other for for what they are quite happily. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah, that yeah. that is an interesting sort of setup, and it's not necessarily the case in. In other shows at this time, is it?
2: No, because yeah. no. there's that thing that you we we've said before that Mr. Humphreys is the only character in Are You Being Served that everybody gets on with. Mm. Nobody ever falls out with him. Yeah. Really, he, you know, he, he's he just sort of sails along happily, being his yeah. best person. Yeah. So,
0: moving on from from Are
1: You Being Served,
0: what about things things like Dad's Army? Did you did you get Dad's Army there?
1: Yeah. Well. It's funny, actually. I tell you what, there's a few what I would call warhorses of British entertainment, British TV that didn't make it so much. Certainly not didn't didn't into my orbit. Mm. It may have been they may have been on show, but you know, I I was such a obsessive when it came to British TV comedy that you know I, I would have probably picked picked up on them. But I'd like to say that Dad's Army was never really on when I was growing up. Yeah. No. likewise. We never really got only fools and horses either.
0: All right, okay.
1: Bizarrely, yeah. that's, that, that's interesting because th-
0: there are certain like Eastern European countries where it's absolutely mm-hmm. massive. Because yeah. di- didn't Chalice go over and to
2: Belgrade? To Belgrade, yeah. Yeah. and
0: there's like murals on on walls and yeah. things like that dedicated yeah. to it. So,
1: well, I I, um, I interviewed Jeffrey Holland for the show and. He's, he was telling me about how not Heidi High, but You My Lord, is huge in in Hungary. Yeah. Mm. The, the cast are like superstars over there <laughs> to this day. Yeah. There's a show, by the way, a great example of me forcing myself almost to watch whatever was on that was British because um, I loved Heidi High. It was never my favourite, but I loved it you know, well enough. And, of course, when the news broke that when whatever it was 89 was it 1990 there was this new comedy show by david croft featuring stars from heidi high called you rang my lord
3: mm.
1: i was i was absolutely over the moon and i watched it and I, I think i probably watched every episode but i didn't you know i'll whisper it because you know i've had jeffrey on the show but i didn't really <laughs> like it that much but i sort of would watch it you know because that's what you did.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't know it that well. You know it more than I, I do. do. I, don't you, Lisa? I wonder
2: because it's—I think it's longer episodes, isn't it? It's not the half. Yes. Certainly, yeah. the first episode is forty-five minutes long, and I wonder whether that's just too long. Hmm. It, it crosses from comedy into drama more yeah and it does it does rely again on the catchphrases yeah because you you always do it, you know the, the, uh, oh, oh that'll be nice yeah <laughs> so it, it crosses over into that sort of maybe relying on catchphrases too much yeah maybe I don't
1: know just on that just on catchphrases can you <laughs> I'm not asking you questions here no. no no go on okay catchphrases that have entered the, the the public discourse if you like which people still say to this day yeah catchphrases that have come from sitcoms that nobody remembers because i'm thinking specifically just the one mrs webley <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you yes. know that Don't yeah you i mean do
2: that? and you, you had never I, I can actually see that from where i'm sitting it's on the shelf on the up right and you'd never seen it had you no i you didn't weren't know it's familiar all. with it at no. all but what i felt warren and i quote it at each other quite a lot yeah
0: Yeah. and i had no idea what you were on
2: about did i until i showed you you, and then you were like oh that's where it comes from so i mean it's it's not the best sitcom ever but it's obviously stuck in people's minds just to be able to for that one line yeah really but then
0: you'll quote things at work won't you lisa
2: yeah i have to be careful and you have
0: to be careful not to offend anyone it's just the blank looks that you sometimes get. I mean do you find this that you'll start talking about something you assume everybody knows
1: and in real life yeah. not
0: everybody does
1: <laughs> I can tell you I can tell you the exact, well I can't tell you the date but I can tell you the exact moment I realised that I was of a certain age and that those around me or, or the majority of those around me weren't <laughs> it was, whatever year it was I'm, I want to say 2000 and. Nine eight nine. I was in the office, and news arrived that Tony Curtis had died. And I remember saying out loud, "Oh God, oh," because I love some like a hot and things mm. like that, you know. So, oh, Tony Curtis has died, and there was this sea of blank faces staring back at me, you know. And I had to say, "Well, um yeah, uh, he Jamie Lee Curtis's dad, um, but he was pretty good in his own right, you know." And I just that was the moment I realised, oh, you know there is a younger generation Tyler yeah <laughs> you know
3: but I
0: think uh, I think that's it's important though to bang on about this stuff mm-hmm. because oh, yeah. there is a danger of it being lost isn't there mm-hmm. and just just falling out of people's memories completely so mm-hmm. that's why I you know when you do things like goompod pod and and other podcasts I, I, I think it's hard to get it out to people but I, I'm I'm pleased when people do discover this stuff. That's mm-hmm. the that's the thing. I think I think I think you're doing important work talking about these things. So
1: God's work, God's work. Yeah. <laughs> I, I if 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 ever I was given the chance to become prime minister or world king or whatever it was that Johnson <laughs> wanted to be, if ever I got the chance to have real power, right? One of the first things I would reinstate would be the death penalty. <laughs> but, but it would only apply to, to people on quiz shows or game shows who oh. use the phrase mm, "that was a bit before my time." I'm afraid.
0: Oh, I can so sympathise with that.
2: With well, that, but that's it's such a lame excuse because most of human history yeah. is before your time.
1: Yeah. Yes.
2: <laughs> so. If you don't look back to things, how do you learn about things? Yeah.
1: So, And, and, and it, may, it compounds the, the annoyance when um, they're asking a question, they say, and, you know, what the question may be, I don't know, what would it be? Um, who was the brother of Mike Winters, <laughs> <Just> for example? <laughs> oh, that was a bit before my time. It was Bernie Winters. And then they just kind of shrug as yeah. if it's not important. Well, it is important. Okay, Mike and Bernie Winters aren't important, let's face it, but it's... <laughs> You get my point. Well, the, the correct answer to that is, oh Christ, there's two
0: of them, but yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, you've cleaned that up. <laughs> well, I have to, I have to. But do you feel that television now is run by people who don't know enough about television?
1: Well, yeah, yes. Uh, I think, and again, this is possibly totally wrong, I think the rot kind of set in when these list shows began proliferating mm. and it was it was you know like i i love the 80s or I yeah know, yeah 1981 you know, that, i mean that that series which is probably going back what 20 plus years ago that that was on TV? Fright- frighteningly it is yes mm-hmm. yes <laughs> yeah and and they were at the time i remember quite enjoying watching them because it was kind of before you could just google everything or youtube really took off wasn't it so mm. it was it was a bit like watching um Eddicts because you'd watch it for the you didn't watch it for Noel bloody Edward Edwards Edmonds. <laughs> you watched it for the clips either of them you? no know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it I think it's that's lazy and the fact that they would they and, and and then as those shows became more and more commonplace particularly on Channel Five and don't get me wrong actually I've a, a lot of kudos to Channel Five because they're the only seem to be the only TV channel or one of the only TV channels that you know is still promoting old tally Mm. like the are you being served documentary you mentioned earlier things like that Mm, yeah but still you know these shows where they get just get talking head celebrities um they show they you know they play them something and then they film them saying oh do you remember when you know do you remember that advert that had the the the, you know dog on a bike or whatever wasn't that what was all that about yeah just lazy i mean some of these do
0: feel like um they've shown them the clip and then yeah immediately afterwards they've said do you remember that clip we've just shown you basically yeah. and there's no yeah. other context is there there's no other knowledge on display here no. yeah yeah we, we hate that phrase it was before my time i, I think richard osman does as well he does. Though, he doesn't he really on pointless cross. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but but i i have to say sometimes you get because you get these editions of um, celebrity pointless don't mm-hmm. you and i have to say there are some people in showbiz who are guilty of not knowing about any other showbiz apart from that which they were involved in themselves, yes. so it is a widespread problem. I mm-hmm. think, yeah. So,
3: mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. One of the th- one of the things that saddens me as well is I have I have a friend who works in, te- in in the industry in television, and you know it is an unofficial or maybe it is even now official that the mainstream TV channels will maybe maybe with the exception of BBC Two and Channel Four, okay, but. It's very rare that you will see a black and white film on BBC One or ITV One Mm. these days, generally speaking. It's just, you know, all black and white, anything. And I just think, you know, that's a crying shame because just because something's black and white doesn't mean that it's not a lot better than some of the stuff in (laughs)
0: colour. Talking of black and white, I seem to recall that you've always said you much prefer Step and son to hancock's half hour is that yes. correct yeah so, so what What steptoe and son got for you that is perhaps not there in in the hancock
1: show well i think it's it all comes down to a lot of it comes down to when which one you saw or heard first mm. really isn't it and steptoe and son i grew up with it was always on uh albeit you know the 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 color episodes yeah generally speaking they'd be repeated all the time including during the day you know during the week that's that's the other thing you know get home from school on a weekday about half past three and on channel one i think there'd be kids programs on channel one and on the other channel They'd often just be films or old sitcoms repeated which was great you know things like steptoe and son but also There'd be films. There'd be repeating TV shows as well from the seventies, like um, the Lotus Eaters, mm-hmm. at the in the middle of the day. Um, and one of, one of the things that sticks in my mind is that very, very often there'd be a bit of nudity in those. But well, they'd hey. still be playing them at past three on a, on a Wednesday afternoon. You know what i mean um but no Step, and son was i i absolutely adored that and again it was my dad that got me into that and my dad my dad used to roar roar of laughter my dad would often i would come to shows before actually watching them because my dad would quote bits from them or tell me about scenes from these shows mm. for example there was going to be a repeat series of uh the fall and rise of reginald perrin sometime in the 80s and my dad sort of prepared me for this by saying you absolutely love this it's a brilliant show and whenever he thinks of his mother-in-law he sees a hippopotamus <laughs> okay and yeah. and and i just thought wow my mind was blown by that whole notion i couldn't believe that <laughs> you know um and and then he would always I remember him always talking about the old man in the tin bath and he's eating pickled onions and he drops one and <laughs> fishes around in the water and pulls it out and then swallows. it you know, eats it and that's how i discovered Stepto. really i can tell you now i never saw or heard any hancock until 1985 and the reason i know it so specifically is because 1985 was the 25th anniversary of television beginning in new zealand okay properly it was yeah you know, because we were very late to the party so it was the 25th it was a bit like I suppose it was a bit like the BBC 50th anniversary in 72 yeah so you had this kind of season or couple of weeks of special shows and repeats special repeats and I remember that's, that's, that's actually probably thinking about it that's probably where my love of old TV probably really kicked in because they showed a load of old stuff and old in 1985 i'm only talking 20 plus years you know because <laughs> they, sh- they sh- I remember they showed the first episode of coronation street uh coronation street which was the certainly in the 80s was consistently the number one rated television show in new zealand okay that was the that was the top rated show everyone watched coronation street my mother included uh but they also repeated an episode of hancock's half hour okay and i'd never i i remember having never heard the name Tony Hancock up to that point. And I watched the episode. I couldn't tell you which one it was because it didn't stick. I watched it and it just didn't really, it kind of done anything for me mm-hmm. because it didn't, didn't stick in my mind. And i certainly didn't go and seek anything out, you know, subsequently. So, yeah, so I didn't really hear, I didn't see any more Hancock TV for probably another 15 years or more. And I didn't hear any Hancock radio series until probably in in the sort of mid mid nineties, and even then I've never it's never really grabbed me. But Steptoe and Son, all the live long day, I can watch those two, yeah, and roar of yeah. laughter. You know,
0: <laughs> you find yourself doing uh, Goon Pod now, and you're managing to do these on a weekly basis, uh, which which, it, which <laughs> yeah. is astonishing um, from our point of view. So, where where does the where does the drive to do this come from? And of the three or, or shall we say, four members of the Goons, what are the showpiece series for you? Not necessarily the Goon Show, but if you wanted to show somebody the the genius of these people, what
1: would you show them? Well it's a good question. Just on the drive, I find it relatively easy not easy but if I'm interested in something I can throw myself into absorbing and researching it and if I enjoy doing something then it's not a chore and so I can I can relatively not quickly but I can it, I, the the way that my lifestyle is that I, I am able to knock out one of these episodes every week you know do the research record it edit it get it out relatively easily sometimes it can be a bit more difficult if we're talking about a film Uh, if it's a film that i'm not that keen on as well it can be a bit more of a chore but i i got into podcasting through a couple of friends who had had and have themselves a couple of podcasts and i began doing a few guest spots on those and then gradually my interest in podcasts developed you see and i remember reading some article online about if you're going to do podcasts, make sure that they're regular, mm-hmm. and make sure that they go out at the same time every week or every month, or the same day and things like that. You know, so yeah. so I've always had that kind of discipline, or that I've always thought if I do a podcast, I want I want to instill that sense of discipline and and um, make sure that it it does go out regularly at the same time or on the same day. You know, yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess you guys. <laughs> Does that apply to you? Not in the not in the in
0: not in the slightest no. at the moment. Uh, no, we, we when we started out, we were um, we were pretty on the spot yeah. monthly, weren't mm-hmm. we? Um, for various reasons, that began to drift, but we did find that didn't actually seem to affect our actual figures. No, so. No. I guess it's if people like you, they'll they'll find you. But on the other hand, when there is a regular show like yours, I do actually look forward to it coming out. So, yeah, it swings and roundabouts. I guess it depends on how
1: easy it is to to, 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 to do. Well, maybe it's just I've got a massive ego. Perhaps that, you know, I just like the sound of my own voice, and 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 think that other people must as well. You know, <laughs> every every Wednesday. As for the. So you, you you asked about what would I say if I wanted to show somebody the best of each of the yeah the goons? What would I show them? Yeah, is that is that what you were asking?
0: Yeah. So if somebody said who's Spike Milligan, what would you point them towards?
1: Blimey, <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to say. It's really hard to say with him because he's he was so he was over so much different media, wasn't he? Mm. TV, obviously, radio, books, music. Yeah, uh, um, recordings. I think something like the LP Milligan Preserved would be a good starting point. I think that's a consistently excellent comedy album from '61. Yeah, that's got some c- brilliant sketches on it. For Sellers, it would probably have to be actually. Yeah, I'd say for Sellers, you could you could point to one of the LPs as well, because Sellers obviously had a, 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 a number of very successful LPs in the in the late '50s, comedy LPs. But if if I was if I was to talk if I was to if somebody said okay show me a Peter Sellers film, it would probably be, probably it's not my favourite film it's my second favourite Peter Sellers film Two Way Stretch I think Two Way Stretch would be a great Peter Sellers film to show yeah. somebody Harry,
3: hmm.
0: I mean is Harry defined by the Goon Show more than anyone else Do you think?
1: Yeah, I think he probably is. Yeah, yeah, he did. He's done, a, you know, I did a film, we covered one of his films last week on the show, um, Sunstruck from 72, mm. which was pleasant enough, but it's not, you know, it's a pretty slight film. Ugh, Harry's a tough one, I suppose. I'm not going to say highway. <laughs> um, there's a film he made called "Davy" in 1958, which in which it's, it's not necessarily a great film. It's, it's quite an amusing little film, little, in fact, it was the last Ealing comedy actually and he but harry's really good in it he's, re, he's he's got some chops you know he's really really good in it so i might point at that maybe maybe one of the television harry seekem television specials or something but it's so i mean he's 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 a great chat show a chat show guest isn't he as well yeah. so maybe one of the chat shows but it's with him you know i certainly wouldn't say right stick stick on one of his lps <laughs> um no offense to anyone who anyone who likes harry's music but uh and michael bentine well Oh, I tell you what, Michael Bentine's radio series in the 80s, The Best of Bentine, that's that's consistently excellent. That's no, I, a, a, I,
0: don't, I don't know that one at all. Sketch show. So, yeah.
1: In fact, I, and I have talked about this on GoonPod on a number of occasions, and I will just mention it now because I jotted down, obviously knowing I was coming on and that we were going to be talking about my, you know, the television climate when I was growing up, I jotted down a list of all the uh, new zealand tv shows that i could think of and one of those was an adaptation of a graphic of a kid's graphic novel although they didn't call it that in those days but it was a there was a kid's graphic novel called terry and the gun runners which must have come out around 83 84 and i bought it and i absolutely loved it used to read it cover to cover all the time reread it reread it you know and they did a tv kids adapt kids tv adaptation on tv and Zed in around 86 and the reason i mentioned that is that it was about this young lad who falls afoul of some villains and you've got the comedy villains but of course you need a a, a sort of a, a criminal mastermind at the center of all this and, and who played that criminal mastermind it was michael bentine Good grief <laughs> I, can't, I, I can't imagine
0: that i can't imagine a, a bad was, bentine <laughs>
1: Well, I never, I never knew who he was. I only heard about Michael Benteen when I st- discovered the Goons. Mm. You know what I mean? I didn't equate the guy that I loved in that TV adaptation of Terry and the Gunrunners. I didn't know his name was Michael Bentine. Yeah. E- even though, even at that age, I would scour the credits and get and remember the names of people. I didn't. His name didn't sort of register with me, but the character I remember very well because he played. It was very over the top kind of. Um, almost like South American kind of gangster character that he was playing. But no, I would just say, yes, um, Michael Benteen's radio series would be mm. what I would play to people.
0: I mean, do you think that somebody who didn't know Spike coming to Q cold would be put off or just utterly confused? Because I know for you, Lisa, Q mm. was never part of your... So You never grew up with Q, did no. you? No. I, I, I'm a bit older than you, and I did. Mm-hmm. And I think you you find it quite a hard watch. I don't do. You?
2: Yeah, I do.
1: yeah. It is. If you'd asked me that 20 years ago, i or 15 years even, maybe 15, 20 years ago, I'd have said, right, the best of Q. There was a video that came out in the 80s called the best of Q. I had that. Was, I had that video. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. If you'd asked me that then, back then, I'd have said, watch that, because that's brilliant. Because I used to watch that over and over again. Mm. But yeah, it's it's got a lot of stuff in it now that you would look at and say, mm. "I'll just I'll just say things like the Pakistani Daleks, yes. things like that." Yeah, yeah. And certainly, I've got the I'm looking at it now. I've got the almost complete queue on DVD, and um, yeah, you can't watch. There's some great stuff amongst it, but a lot of it is just.
0: A, a sympathetic edit might be useful in with some of these, I think that that's the thing, but it has to be a sympathetic edit, doesn't it? It has to be somebody that knows the yeah. material and what you could show and what you necessarily maybe oughtn't to show yeah. yes mm.
1: yeah, no that's I'd love that somebody to somebody like you say sympathetic who has the the right sort of thing, you know the right thinking if you like to, to put together a decent hour long compilation of the best of the Q series Hmm. which you could you know something that you could play it yeah maybe nine o'clock on BBC4 or something
0: I mean the the one I always love is that this is the smallest police station in the world Mm -hmm. just just silly silly visual jokes like that
2: and the insect one as well you like don't you the what's that Q the insects
0: oh the insects stop that clicking yeah Yeah. silly things like that but yeah but you would need to trim.
1: That's the thing. Yeah. You would yeah. need to. I mean and It's sad as well because it's sad because there's there's a number of sketches from the best of Q video that I used to love. And it's sad to have to say, but you know, you just you couldn't show them today or, no, or it, no. I suppose you could, but it would just you just watch them and you kinda of cringe, don't you? But watching them this is the thing, watching them in the eighties when I was fourteen, fifteen it didn't register to me at all that there was any. I mean, I, rem- I
0: remember watching that tape and laughing my head off. I, I, I do remember just sitting there for however long that tape was and just laughing from start to end. But I've, I've since rewatched it because um, I think there's, a, there's probably a copy of it knocking around on YouTube or somewhere. And there is, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and you can almost hear me sort of going ooh <laughs> every, every few minutes <laughs> so yes but but this material do you think people are still discovering it because uh, I mean I, I guess the, the average goon fan is probably of a certain age and has a certain history
1: with the show but are people still well,
0: coming across it do you find
1: you'd be surprised you'd really be surprised because I began the show two years ago thinking that you know it's on my own so i was thinking every week I'll, I'll get a guest but i was thinking that okay where am i going to get my guest? i didn't really know where i was going to get my guest from at that point i was really sort of um i was out on a limb you know and and i thought well whatever guests i get they're probably going to be men of a certain age you know and they're probably going to <laughs> probably going to be raging against uh political correctness gone mad and the, the fact you can't say this and that you know, <laughs> you know, that, you know that sort of stereotype i was yeah, thinking yeah. that but what is, what's surprised me and my, the the average age of a guest on Goonpod, I don't know for, for definite, but I would say it, it's people in their forties, Yeah. so my sort of age, okay. And a lot of people of my generation and even the generation younger have discovered the Goons through parents, yeah, playing the the tapes or CDs or LPs. And I've I, I have had guests that are I've, I mean the youngest guest I've had is. Um, young lady in her early 20s, you know, mm-hmm. and, and she told me of friends of hers, you know, of her, you know, her friendship group who are into the goons and they do uh, goon fan art, you know, oh, wow. post it online yeah. on, uh, what do you call it? Instagram and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's amazing um, that there's still, yeah, it's not quite, I mean, ha- Hancock has the edge in terms of popularity. But there is still you know, people are still discovering the Goons. It's not it's not dying with no. the generation that grew up listening to it, shall we say?
0: And I, and I guess you know if you do want to find this material, it is more available now.
1: Because I oh, guess yes. I
0: guess when you started out, you were at the mercy of you know schedulers, weren't you? A- actually, being able to get copies of this stuff was hard. I, I remember you know the dreadful copies of of old. TV we used to have that multi-generation videotape, yeah. Where, whereas now with with the Goon Show, you've got the restoration work as well because a lot of the copies that I probably heard were not necessarily the full versions, were they?
1: No. So Ted Candle, who I've interviewed, did a fantastic, genius job restoring, putting back in stuff that had been cut out for overseas sales and that you know things like that over the years, and and restoring them to the the best possible quality and mm. yeah yeah i mean and, and bbc sounds spotify and youtube you know you can hear you can listen the click for button you can listen to really good sounding episodes mm. of the goon show anytime you want but yeah. yeah when i was when i first was getting into the show so we're talking 88 89 it would be repeated every saturday that should they play a show, a goon show on the the national radio station but it there'd be an, there'd be an episode they'd play at three o'clock on saturday afternoon which was great so i could stand by with my tape recorder on you know on pause <laughs> yeah and then unpause it the moment wallace greenslade says this is the bbc okay but they would also play an episode on saturday morning at around about five o'clock in the morning yeah for some reason okay and so there would be a period where i would be setting my alarm for quarter to five and i would get up and I would go into the into the lounge where the tape recorder was ready, and I would I would wait until it began. I'd press record, and then I'd go back to bed, and then I'd listen to the recording when I got up, and it would be a lovely little you know surprise present for me in the morning. <laughs> and gradually, you know, gradually I, would, and I amassed. A large number of shows, and then I wouldn't have to get up so often because they'd be playing episodes I already had, you know. Yeah. And then I was, and then I was buying the tapes, the commercial releases as well, because they were always better quality. Because it was it was a AM channel, uh, national radio, so the, the the quality was never that great.
0: So in terms of Goonpod itself, what have been some of your favourite episodes or,
1: or guests to to talk to? Well, I've been very lucky with some of the guests well all of the guests all of the guests have been stars <laughs> but <laughs> that's um, a good answer but i i really enjoy well, when, when it began i would just talk to uh, often I, well, I would just get guests on just to talk in general about goons or spike or peter or whatever it may be hmm. but you know we don't just talk about goon show episodes we will talk about for anyone who hasn't heard the show we will we'll talk about we'll do episodes about uh, films so slowly working our way through the film career of Peter Sellers mm-hmm. and uh, just yesterday actually I recorded an episode uh, about the the Spike Milligan film Postman's Knock from 1962 yeah, uh, which he starred in with Barbara Shelley I'm sure you know Barbara Shelley oh yes indeed yes. Yeah. you know so it's anything we, t- we we talk about anything that's got some sort of goon connection but I've had some some great guests um, I've had Griff Rees Jones recently who was marvellous and okay he didn't we didn't talk about the goons a lot yeah, sort of, you know, griff had such a career he, he had a lot to talk about his career as well but it was it, that was really good because i know a lot about griff's career because i absolutely adored alas and jones yes growing up in the 80s yeah. and not the nine o'clock news and i sort of broke the ice with griff by asking him or referring to the not the nine o'clock news sketch, <laughs> in, which, in which he plays John McEnroe Ah, groups. yes, yes, yes. I'm sure, you know that. Yeah,
0: that I, I, I. That's one. And I don't. That's one we used to quote uh, at school. Actually, I I remember yeah. quoting that. You
1: know. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't. I think I wrong-footed him. I don't think he was expecting me to kick off with a reference like that. I think he was expecting me just to to ask him something pretty bland, mm. formulaic. You know, and because I kicked off with that, he seemed to sort of he, he sort of warmed up, and and yeah. um, we had a really great conversation. And I asked him about things like the two ninnies <laughs> sketch, you know, which has been um, doing, which has been doing the Stanley red- Rogers sketch from Alastair Smith and Jones, uh, you know, the uh, the uh, the film score composer, yeah, who <laughs> <laughs> um, and and drew out of him, in the, you know, the, the fact that um, he and Mel were supposed to be in an episode of. Uh, Blackadder the Third, but Mel. All oh, right, yeah, yeah. Mel said he didn't want to do it, so you know, just we had a really great conversation. I've had people like David Renwick, writer of yes, yeah. uh, Jonathan, Jonathan Crete, One Foot in the Grave, which I which I adore. He was really great, but also you know, just shows with with friends of mine, with other podcasters, with you guys, of course. Uh, there's always something to enjoy, I yeah. think, and and also the thing i try to do more than anything is is to is is, is for our conversations not to be too structured or heavily structured because mm. i do like to meander i do like to go off on tangents as much as possible and i really encourage that <laughs> and i don't and i don't want to just talk about the goons all the time no. i love talking about just comedy in general so for some reason <laughs> this there's, there's been a number of occasions over the course of the of the of the series where for some reason and i'm not even a big fan but I've gone off on tangents with guests about Hilda Baker, for God's sake. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so as long as it's a guest who's prepared to buckle in and yeah. um, you know, prepared for the conversation to go any which way, then you know I see that as yeah. successful. Like I, mean, I,
0: I mean, certainly from our point of view, if you've got somebody on board who's got a decent wide-ranging knowledge that's absolute gold because yeah as you say yes you can can go anywhere with it yeah i i
1: I would say if i've got someone on who knows who can tell me who norman ashley is (laughs) that's good enough for me (laughs) that's a good one
0: well we'll wish you good luck with the forthcoming goon pods i'm guessing you there's no sign of it ending yet is there there's still a hell of a lot to do.
1: Yes, I've got I've got shows scheduled at least for recording up until October, but also sort of penciled in for November, December as well because I'm because often I'll do a show built around an anniversary. Yeah, so it's for example it's the Talleygoons the telegoon 60th anniversary Oh, of course it is October, yes yes oh, um, which which coincides with another anniversary i believe oh that old know?
0: thing yeah that old thing yeah <laughs> mm. <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure yeah. we're gonna do anything for that but you never know we, <laughs> we shall see so tyler thank you very much for coming on to in conversation today and we wish you good oh. luck and uh we'll point all our listeners to to goon mm-hmm where I think, think you, a, you guys. A great, it's been time. great,
1: and um, and listen. By the way, I just want to say uh, the Sykes episode that you came on and talked about with me mm-hmm. recently went down a storm. Oh. It's one of the most popular episodes. Oh, that's so, nice. Uh, so yeah, really, really. Well, um, we love, Thank you for coming on. We
0: love doing it. As as we said, yes. you know, our knowledge of the Goon Show is not is not great. No. but um. Give us a half hour comedy to, to natter about, and we can always come up with something. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> As a, yeah, but we, we enjoyed doing it. Yes. So, so, yes, N- nice to return the favour and have you have you on here today. So, mm-hmm. Tyler, thank you very much, and we're saying ra for the moment. Thanks,
2: bye bye. Thanks though.
1: Cheers, guys. Bye. Bye.